Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 41, and today, Mitch Bratt. He is a left-handed pitcher that came from, actually, from Canada, and he was drafted by the Rangers in the fifth round last year. We're going to have Mitch come on. He plays for the uh, Down East Wood Ducks, so they're up there in Kinston. Uh, I think they live in Greensboro or something. Greenville, yeah. Greenville, uh, North Carolina. We'll talk to him in a little bit. But first, we got to go to the big league team. Uh, This is Thursday. They just finished a series in, uh, in, in Kansas City. Tomorrow, they go to New York. They're 36 and 38. Five and five in the last ten, and they have lost a game because they did lose yesterday two to one. Um, they can't get to five hundred. They get to a game of it, and something happens. Well, you know, yeah, and that we're that we're celebrating five hundred kind of speaks to where the franchise has been. Absolutely, and, um, it's it's a nice number. It's 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 a f- achievement, I guess. You know, to sh- to show some progress. But you know, when when they when they did it. It was May 31st was the last time they did it. They were 24 and 24, and we went in, and we're talking to everybody about it. They just beaten Tampa Bay, and I'm talking to Corey Seager, and he's like, yeah, that's not really the way we need to look at it. We need to look at it like we want more, and uh, he's right. Exactly. He, he, he's right, but, you know, to get to get to above 500, you got to get to 500. You got to get to you know, 500. That's at, the... After they reached 500, I think they lost seven of nine or something like that, five of seven, I don't remember. Right. And um, have had to had – to, fight their way back and they ended up not having a, a winning June. Uh, I think there were two games under 500, 12 and 14 or something like that. But right. You know, this team, this team is better. Uh, we say it every week that it, it, it's better. And to get to 500, it's going to be tough this weekend because the Mets are really good. Um, Although they just lost three to Houston. Yeah. Well, Houston's pretty good too. Are um, they? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, then the Orioles and they come home. Twins, uh, Twins, uh, Mariners, A's, or Twins, A's, Mariners. Those yeah. three teams, in some shame, some shape, form, or fashion, on the way to the All Star break. So there's there is a chance to get to 500 by All Star break, but um, just you know, celebrate that that this team is better. Oh my gosh, they're gonna if they keep at the pace they're doing. We're talking what 18 games over where they were last year. They're gonna win, and no one, I think <laughs> everyone thought if they can win 10 more than last year, 10 to 12, that's the right <laughs> path even though you wanted more, but we're talking 18 to 20 games. Yeah. I mean, the team won 60 games last year. Exactly. And, and they've already, they've already got 36 wins and, and we're talking about them being a 500 team and them showing signs that they can be a 500 team. And um, so, but yeah. And, and, and when the year is, is done and whatever their final record is going to be, whether it's 75 and 87 or right. Or, or 78 and 84, whatever, it's going to be substantially better than, than what it was last year. And and I think maybe at that point, people realize, all right, hey, they're on the right track. Absolutely. And they we already know this offseason, they're going to do something. Uh, they may do something to the trade deadline. We don't know. It's going to be for yeah. long term. They're not going to be renters. They'll never be renters right now. Right now. Not in this point. That renters comes when you're leading or you're right there and you feel I've got the team. And if it's just a rental I need, I'll get it yeah. um, when I need that one thing. Got to talk about a couple of people, though. The lineup's been interesting <laughs> the last few days. They've had Josh Smith at the top of the lineup, and they switched Simeon and Seager, having Simeon go third and Seager second. 
that seems to have worked out. You know, yesterday, look, Zach Greinke kind of, you know, he's capable of shutting down a team. Yeah. Whether you like it, I know he's not the Zach Greinke from a long time ago, but he does have that in his arsenal. He sure. can do that. Uh, but I liked what I saw when they got Josh Smith at the top and maybe that um, that little bit of protection there for Simeon when you've got Seager going second. Both of them, that day, they were four for five with a home run, a double. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty good day. Yeah. Uh, Josh Smith first. You know, they, they want to see what it looks like. Um, they want to see the bat looks like. And honestly, he he has some of the best at-bats on the team. He he very rarely chases. You saw it in his first at-bat yesterday. You know, that, that, him, that, yeah. sl- that slow Zach Greinke curveball. Um, and, and, you know, young hitters are the ones who are going to struggle against that sure. cranky just because he can do so much stuff. Um, so, you know, you, 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 you see that, but you see the at-bat quality and it's just really good. Impre- it's impressive. And, and yeah. So you, you, you want, you want to see it. You, you want to see if it can spark the offense. It has, I think, you know, they, they had two really good games there in Kansas city. Uh, the Simeon Seager thing's interesting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again against the right, right-handed pitcher. Um, so, but the, but but Simeon has been a lot better. Yeah, Seager is still farting around a little bit. Yep. You know, and and we asked Chris Woodward about it, and he said, you know, if you look at the ex woba, it's around four hundreds, which which would suggest that he's he's Seager is being has been unlucky hitting a lot of balls hard, balls hard, just they're getting right. caught or whatever. All right, if you if you believe in the luck versus no luck thing, that's fine. Um, but it, it needs to be better, and I think he knows that too. <clears throat> um. But, you know, as and then, you know, we've talked a lot about Adolis Garcia on the past shows. What a great June he's had. Right. Um, I guess it's over technically because today's the 30th and they don't play. What a great June he had. Yep. Nate Lowe had a great June. So um, it's good to see those two, the carryovers from the 2021 team who had to be better. Right. And, and their numbers right now probably aren't better than what they were last year at this time. But I think they're better players. Absolutely. No, they look. And the better hitters. Yeah. Well, it, it's the eye, look. There's still part of this is the eye test, and the yeah. eye test is when they're at the plate, they look like they're in a, the at bat. They don't look overwhelmed or overmatched. We used to see that with some players, like Odor would be up, have two strikes, and you just never felt confident that that was going to go one way. It happened with a few people. You've seen that. Well, it's but, happened with Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Last year, the second half last year just wasn't any good. And, exactly. Um, he he's. He's still gonna swing and miss, you know, and and that's because fine. he pumps everything into a swing. <laughs> but um, he he's it's just it's just better, and yep. you know, late games. Obviously, we've talked about that. He's very good. Jonah Heim, have, you know, he's had a breakthrough year, I guess. Uh, I, th- I think I think he's kind of plateaued a little bit, but uh, with two strikes, he's very very good, which you know, is, is is interesting. I, they saw it threw up the graphic during the game yesterday. I think he's. Um, like second in the American League among catchers with two OPS with two strikes, some some crazy category, but right. He he's he's better. Another guy from 2021 who had to get better. So uh, you're you're seeing good things in the lineup. Uh, one one thing and and reason for his picture is Mitch Garver. No, you're right. We do need to get into Garver because Garver has a decision that he's got to make. Yes, yes. Um, he probably has about two weeks until he has to decide whether he needs to have surgery or not. Uh, on that on that forearm they call it a forearm muscle strain i i our tendon you know it's the flexor tendon flexor muscle i don't right. know I, I always thought it was a tendon anyway it needs surgery he can't catch without it right and um you know talking to him the other day sunday at the end of the homestand he was he was not, a didn't want to talk much about it 
Um, you could tell he was frustrated because it was hurting. He had just come off the COVID list and it was sore and uh, hurting him when he swings and they're trying anti-inflammatories to make it better. Um, I think he was really frustrated with that. And also he said, I'm a, I'm a catcher. Yeah. You know, this, this is not who I am. And, and DHing is not easy, you right. know, it, especially if you've played every day and been in the middle of catchers the in every play, almost. every play. Yeah. And, and so it, it's, there's some mental grind there. So I think the, there's a physical toll to his, his batting average. You know, he homered the other night. I think he has, you know, seven or eight home runs this season. Uh, but it's, it, I, I think he, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have surgery. I mean, at, over the all-star break or right around there, if he does, does it then it gives him time to recover and be ready for, for spring training. Well, definitely the start of the regular season. And, um, it, it kind of gives a little leeway too, in case there's a setback or something he can, he can still have time to deal with a setback and still be ready. You know, he could technically, he could have season, you know, the surgery after the season and be ready to hit at the start of the year. But he does not like that option. I, I presented that to him, and he's like, "I'm still not catching." I was like, "All right, I get it." So, um, I, I think I think that's going to happen. And then at that point, the DH spot frees up. You can bring some Sam Huff back if you want. I guess yeah, that may not be what they need to do. You could you could bring Ezekiel Duran back. Saleh, however you say his name. I don't think I don't know about Josh Saleh. You know, it's a nice story, and he's doing really well. Um, and and maybe maybe he does force their hand, but you know he's 30 31 and, right and you know, he's, he's, he's had the the history of with substance abuse and right you know god bless him for getting back on track um but i think that if it comes down to a bat a bat it's going to be huff or duran you know because duran you can also create a bats for him you know with with uh, the dh spot now open so uh it, it it'll be interesting call to see what they do there i mean i you know, you've seen what Huff has done since he's gone down. He's hit three home runs yeah, in yeah. a week. Yeah, he's been on fire. And so, and so um, you know, they were talking about he was going the wrong way. Well, it looks like he's picked up, and it's fine. Uh, so I, I don't know what they'd do there. It'd, it'd be interesting. Um, he took the demotion. Right. He went yeah. down and started doing what he needed to do. He played the next day. He played, yeah. and he he did. And and and, and that that's, that is a maturity of I want to get back to where I was and doing it. You know, when you get into some things about the, the big league team, the top of the rotation has still been decent this sure. whole time. Those top three, Gray, Perez, Dunning, the, all three – all three had good outings last. I know Perez gave up the four runs, but he came ended up going six yeah, innings. Yeah. That's going to happen with any any uh, any starter. They're going to have one of those games where they just you know whatever whatever's going on there, and they they don't get it done. But you know for for adding one pitcher to this rotation, I know Hearn got demoted uh, and they sent him down to AAA. Um, we we knew that was coming, so that spot's coming up. I think Otto's coming. He's going to pitch Friday. He's going to pitch Friday, but yeah. but he's not Hearn's spot. Auto. Right. Oh, the the yeah, the Hearn spot. They've skipped it. I shoot. I Howard's I'm, pitching tonight. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out when uh, you know Hearn. You know they're going to go with a bullpen game at some point. Uh, looks like they're going to do that against the Orioles, um, and that could allow them to. If I'm doing it right, got to do the math, carry the one, and all that stuff. Um, they they may need a starter against the. No, they they, should, they I think they'll be able to get away without a starter um, until after the next off day, which is next Thursday. So right. <clears throat> they they can skip that Hearn spot a couple times, but eventually that that last home stretch of the season, getting getting home um, to the All Star break, right? They're going to need a starter, and I don't I don't know who it'll be. It, you know, technically it could be Hearn, it could be Howard. You know, both forty man guys. Yep. Um, 
you know, it, 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 had a great night last night, but yeah. I think they want to see more of that. It was it was interesting because you know last week when we did this, the thought was that that it was it was it was how Spencer Howard's Spencer spot Howard. to to lose, and he needed to have a good outing, and he did. He you know he allowed two runs in five <laughs> innings. I think he walked three. You know, probably wasn't as efficient as the Rangers would have liked. And so the next day we asked about it, and he hadn't done enough. You know, now maybe they want to see it one more time. He he, you know. Tonight's important. Maybe, maybe for they him. get him to six innings. Maybe they can stretch him out a little bit. And they don't necessarily need to do that, though. Uh, Chris Woodward said, you know, maybe he is just a two times through the order guy right now. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that because How- Howard's probably more deserving than anybody else. Right. And um, you know, unless Cole Reagans has two great starts, but I still think that that that's not a that's not a move until after the trade deadline to be my guess. So, and he's um, just reaching right now what he pitched last year in innings. So he's, I mean, look, they're, I know they're stretching him out for a lot more innings, and he's ready to go yeah. a lot more innings. But we got to remember that's two Tommy John surgeries, and he he can't yeah. come out here and start firing off seven inning right. games and and finish the season that way. Some fatigue's got to hit at some point. Yeah, you would you would think so, but. Um, but at the big that, league level, there's more adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Perez, you know, uh, all-star voting has closed, I think, and the Rangers didn't have anybody get voted onto the team. Perez, I think, makes the team sure. uh, very clearly. And then, and then you kind of wonder who is anybody else. And I, I, that's why I put Brock Burke up behind us. Um, boy, it's hard uh, to ignore those numbers. Yeah, you know, it, it, Jeff Jeff Passan uh, wrote tweeted something out the other day. Um, um, you know like top relievers um and and Brock wasn't on the list it was it was for both leagues probably probably is on the AL list you know you look at uh his uh his, his traditional numbers which are obviously very very good and then yep. the, the more uh analytical numbers uh which are just off the charts um I think Sports Illustrated or no I think it was uh, MLB.com wrote kind of like a dark horse all-star candidate for every team and they picked Dennis Santana um but Burke's numbers are better than Santana's so right uh I I think though that that it may just be a, a unless Adolis Garcia gets stays hot and then and, and 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 gets picked as an outfielder I think it's I, th- I think it may be just a one-man show this year for, for the Rangers at the all-star game I mean, there's some sort of a small case you could make for for Heim, um, but the, the the guys in front of him are doing well, uh, and he didn't get any of the votes there. But Heim's somebody that that has played well above there. That, that sure. he could be somebody if people start falling off or somebody doesn't want to do it. That's certainly a guy that might have a little deserving. He's yeah. he's played well. Yeah. Um, so Duggar's up now. We know White's down. He, I, I just kind of compared Duggar as the left-handed White. That's basically what he is. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be your everyday center fielder or starter. Uh, that's still going to go to Leote right now. As and I've watched after they've sent down Duran, Culberson's serving a purpose, whether people like yeah. to believe that yeah. or not. Um, he is the guy on the end of the bench they don't have to worry about. He can pinch run late. He can play defense late. He did get a start the other day. Right. So every once in a while, they're going to throw him a bone and get him out there just to to yeah. stay there. But that's a guy you're not worried about development. You and I have talked about that sure. so many times. And he can pitch. And he can pitch. That's that. That's <laughs> yeah, that. He's got upper 80s, low 90s fastball. He's, he's been really good as a position player pitching. I think eventually when, this th- when we come after the All-Star break or get to the trade deadline, it, I think eventually Culberson's not on the team just because they're going to start bringing more people up. That's a guy that's probably going to get picked up by somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure, I would think so. Uh, for a contender. I, I think the know, value's I th- there. There was mild interest in him at the trade deadline last year. He was hitting left-handers so well. 
um, that, that the Rangers had fielded some calls about him. I don't think it was anything that they felt was worth trading him. Plus, they actually really needed him. Yeah, they needed um, him. say, they needed him you know, last and, year. And, you know, and they still need a utility infielder who's who doesn't need at-bats. Right. And, and you know, that that's what we were just talking about or you were talking about. And then... And, and, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that makes Charlie Culberson feel to hear him talked about that way. But uh, I think he knows who he is and mm-hmm. what he is, and at this point, and um, I think the Rangers would rather ha- keep him. I know the Red Rangers would rather keep him on the bench than Ezekiel Duran or absolutely Josh Smith or Davis Wenzel <laughs> or you know Luis Angel Acuna, you know, some infielder, some young infielder. Absolutely, they, they want those guys getting at bats. And uh, Charlie is a professional enough. He he knows. What he what he needs to do to be to be ready for a game and come off the bench and do stuff. So, um, I could I could see a roster, you know, the need for a roster spot, sure, but uh, there there's a need for Charlie Culberson. Yep, it, 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 that it, it, absolutely. They're so they're coming off. Uh, they're going into New York now. Then they got Baltimore before they get back. Then they're mm-hmm. going to have the long homestand before the All Star break. Um, so this is kind of important this weekend. It'd be nice to take a couple of games from the Mets, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore obviously seems like somebody that could go in and at least take a couple of games, but we'll see how this team does. They played better on the road than, than, than you know, than than I think we thought. They they come away pretty well on these road trips. I think they have a better road record than home record. I think so. so yeah, um, that's that's interesting considering last year they were so abysmal on the road, and really the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> So hey, another sign of another sign of improvement, another sign of what veterans can do for your team. You know, they they've been there, done that. I think you can't. It's hard to argue right now that this team isn't better. So I mean, all the screaming we hear on Twitter and everything that they yeah. do, that this is a better team. So anything else? I think we get Mitch Brad in here. Yeah, let's get Mitch in here and 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 get rolling. He's got a ballpark to get to. Okay, so we'll get to Mitch Brad right after this, and uh, then we'll go down to the bus leagues. Later. Yeah, we'll do it. All right, and joining us right now from. Actually, Green. Where are you at, Mitch? I'm in Greenville, North Carolina, right now. Greenville, North Carolina. Actually, they play in Kinston, North Carolina, for the Down East Wood Ducks. It's Texas Rangers left-handed pitching prospect Mitch Bratt. He's a Canadian, oh. so we're going to get into that in a little bit. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. Things are going really well here. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Looking forward well, to talking about. Appreciate you coming on. Um, the, 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 these are your waning days as an 18 year old. Are you pretty, pretty excited to turn 19? I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice uh, being the youngest one on the team, you know, um, always, always joking around. Oh, when are you going to turn 19? When are you going to grow up? All this stuff. So uh, yeah, this Sunday I'm going to be turning 19. All right. So July 3rd and you're turning 19. I, I, I was uh, just double checking the, the bio and it said, it said 2003 and I thought for a minute, is it 2023? Is he is he really just turning 19? And I and then I remembered, yeah, you were you were a young a young 18 when you were drafted. And um, That's right. all right, well, happy happy birthday in advance. And uh, <laughs> thank you. I hope you I get to celebrate that. it with a win. Well, you know that that just <laughs> that proves right. You know, Cat and I were married in 2003. So when we were getting married, his mother was waddling around at about oh, there you go about eight months getting ready to pop there when that happened. Hey, happy birthday. We won't see you then. We won't be with Sunday. So happy birthday, Sunday. Thank you. So, Thank you. All right. Baseball talk. Um, you you are the reigning Carolina League pitcher of the week. Um, yes. Your, your, your last outing, five no-hit innings, no walks, seven strikeouts. You hit a guy. Where'd you hit him? 
Uh, I had I hit him on an O2 curveball right oh, on the no. top of the foot. Yeah, it was my <laughs> second hitter of the game, and I threw a curveball. He didn't move out of the box. He just stood there, so I thought it didn't hit him, and then he slowly walked to first. So I was, I was pretty confused, but, I mean, from that point on, it was, it was pretty smooth sailing from there. <laughs> Back foot? Uh, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> a yeah, foot. Was right-handed hitter just stood there and, and wore it. So. All right. Well... Still a pretty good outing. I mean, I think they'll take yes. five no hit innings. I know it's not five perfect, but yeah, you know, five no hit they'll take. What what just catch us up on on what is working because it wasn't just your last start. It's been it's been a, a season long thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd say just the biggest thing is, is fastball command. I think if you throw first pitch for a strike, whether that is my fastball or just any any pitch for a strike, the hitters kind of kind of realize that, and you can just attack them right away, like. Don't get me wrong, the hitters in this league are good, but I think if you just get right ahead about them right away, then they don't really stand a chance. Yeah, and then you know, looking at the looking at the numbers, forty-two strikeouts and eleven walks in thirty-four and a third innings, or something like that. Not that anybody's keeping track, but you know, last year when you made your debut in the in the Arizona Complex League, you didn't walk anybody. So I mean, this is this this seems like it's not something that's new. This is something that you're kind of built upon where, where did you get this foundation? I'd say the foundation comes just from my athleticism on the mound and my ability to kind of tweak minor things. If I feel like something's off that day, mm-hmm. like if I feel like I'm opening up too much on my front side, then I can make an in-game adjustment, which will help me stay down the mound and, and just pound the zone even more. Okay. All right. Uh, so you're throwing a fastball, a, a curveball that hits, a, hits guys in the feet. Uh, what, what, what else, what else you got? Uh, I got a slider as well that I've kind of developed, um, this year at the start of this year. And, uh, and then I have a change up that I mix in from time to time as well. But I'd say like the go-to pitch has been, has been a slider most of the year. Okay. Really? So, so you, you, you like it that much. It's a new pitch and you're already. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of, I've dabbled with it in the past a little bit, but I think we made the minor jump and kind of looked at the track man data and, and made the realization that this slider could be a wipeout pitch and go, mm-hmm. be my go-to breaking ball. Okay. And we've kind of gone with that. All right. Yeah. Um, four seamer or sinker? I throw a four seam, but it's funny because it, it moves kind of like a two seam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, whatever yeah. works, you know, that's right. That's right. So <laughs> left handed, I'm weird. That's right. You lefties can't can't trust you anywhere. The uh, I, I thought it was interesting last year, your last year of high school, and then and then you made the jump to the the draft league, and your velocity made a corresponding jump. You 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 have any any reason for that? I think it was just a matter of throwing, like just playing catch almost every single day, and just building up arm strength. Because when I was back home in Canada, it would be. Like usually you, you play catch three or four times a week. And usually on those days, it's you get off the mound. And I never really realized until I got to the academy I was at in Georgia, um, the March of the 2021 season, that like playing catch every day and like building up arm strength um, would play that much of an effect into it. Mm-hmm. And then as I got into the draft league, I saw my velocity start to uptick almost every single outing. Yeah, that's that's. That's interesting because, you know, you don't see a lot of players drafted from northern states in the United States and then even even fewer from Canada. And, and a lot of it is the geography that you're that you're in. I mean, you see 
the, the hotbeds for the draft are California, Florida, Texas, and right. Georgia. And that's why, because they can throw you around. But <laughs> that's but, right. So, so how much, honestly, how much has, has being able to get into a, a throwing program where you can get outside and throw, you, you just spoke to it, but how much do you think it's helped you? I'd say that it's helped me tremendously, just kind of following a routine and be able to like understand and know what I'm doing every single day to like execute what I want, like just the buildup of like every day between starts. So it'd be like 75 feet today, tomorrow it'd be 120. And on Saturday, which is my game day, I'll extend it out to like 220-ish feet. So just following that routine and like, I'm, and with the throwing, understanding my body and like where I'm at, if I'm not feeling good to that day, I can, I can tweak a few things and, and make some adjustments, but yeah, the throwing program has definitely, definitely um, helped me along the way so far. All right. And then um, are, are you a big data guy? I mean, I, I, the Rangers are like super into it now and every young guy we have on seems to be able to speak a, speak in it like a second language. Are you, <laughs> Are you into vert and horizontal yeah. movement and all that? All yeah, that I, I'm into, I'd say so. It's pretty cool because before I got into professional baseball, I, I had no clue about any of that stuff. And uh, it's funny. I just remember having my like first bullpen and then getting my report back. And I was just mind blown by the, how I can just watch every single pitch that I've thrown and like break down all the different data. Um, but yeah, I think that was pretty cool that we, we have access to every single pitch that we've, that we've basically thrown in our entire professional career. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty nice to have that data available for me. Like I'll throw a bullpen and we have like a data apprentice who's here uh, with us for the entire season. So if I have questions, I can, I can approach him on stuff and he's very knowledgeable and he can help me out. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand any of it really. I just know. <laughs> I just, I just know what I hear and then uh, tr trust you guys that you're telling the truth. But uh, have, have you, have, have they run you through the lab? Have you come, come to Texas yet this season and gone through the lab or is that something coming up? So I threw in the lab um, in Arizona. I want okay. to say that was February-ish, March. Yeah. Funny thing. I was actually supposed to be there yesterday, but uh, my parents came to town and I haven't seen them since January when I came down here. So. Okay. I called, uh, made some phone calls and, and made sure it was okay that we could reschedule that. All right. Yeah. Cause Josh, uh, Josh was here, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Josh was there two days ago. Okay. He just got back yesterday. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And it, I think it kind of speaks to their development that they would take you guys out of your environment to bring you here right. and get their hands on you. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just like I was saying, a whole, a whole new world. I mean, it's, that's it's right. crazy yeah. for us. And, 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 you know, they don't let media in the lab. I mean, uh, okay. you know, I know, I know where the one in surprise is it's right behind the village and That's right. they're like, they're like, no, you cannot, we've asked, yeah. we've asked and it's apparently they're, don't we, know, we don't know what experience. Maybe that's where they're making all their counterfeit bills to pay Simeon and, and Seeger. <laughs> right now, yeah. But I don't, I don't know what goes on in that place, but it's, it's, it's very intriguing and I want to go, but they're, I guess yeah, they're afraid we'll give away proprietary information sweet. or something. Uh, the, the experiments they're running on these kids, you know, they're right. like, the, the, the lab rat left-hander <laughs> from Canada, they're running. A <laughs> so are, are you, do you, do you think you're ahead of where, where, um, you thought you'd be when you got drafted last year? Yes, most definitely. Like if I were to ask myself when I got drafted, <laughs> would I be like succeeding in low A right now um, and pitching really well? I would have 
honestly been like I'm not too sure like yeah i knew i was good at the time but i wasn't sure how the competition would have played up and everything but yes i, I mean i i'm very happy with where i'm at and how things are progressing um but like a year ago honestly i don't know if i would have told you that things have been going as smooth sailing as they are now i mean there's been there's been minor hiccups along the road sure. like at the beginning of spring training i i had a minor injury but i got yeah. here kind of recovered from that and and everything's been great so far. I'm feeling healthy. Yeah, well, that was, that was like a sh- shoulder fatigue or something, right? I, I remember so talking to you about I it. I guess what happened was my range of motion in my shoulder was just, it was like too good. And too they good. had to, <laughs> yeah, so I, don't I have a little bit of hyperextension. <laughs> and <laughs> it kind of it kind of affected everything in my arm. So then my forearm started to flare up a bit. Uh-oh. And uh, we kind of just took took some precautions, got an MRI. Everything was clean there. Uh, and then they shut me down from throwing for two full weeks and then the slow progression back and I was ready to go by mid uh, April, I'd say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I didn't throw any games in spring training, which is, which is kind of disappointing, but I mean, I'm healthy now. Everything feels great. So sure. I'm just trying to, trying to continue that. No, cause I saw, I saw you on the backfields and you had just started throwing again, I think. So yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Cause it was, I don't know. It was, it was middle March, I think. It was like March twentieth, March twenty first. Anyway, <laughs> enough, enough of that. Uh, so, so how do you stay grounded? I mean, you're you're you feel like you're taking off and ahead developmentally. How do you not look too far ahead? I just try to focus on the day to day activities that we do here. Just try to like take it one day at a time. Just trying to get better. Like, like I usually, it's kind of cliche, but just like one percent better every day. Like, kind of look myself in the mirror uh, and just say, how did I improve myself? Or how did I get worse? Usually it's, it's how do I improve yeah. myself. Um, but there are going to be days where, you know, you don't feel great and things aren't really going your way. But sure. I'm just trying my best to, like, just live in the moment and enjoy the process um, and not look too far ahead in the future. I mean, just continue to, to throw well and continue to pound the zone with my success and all my pitches and just see where it takes me. Well, it's working so far. So yeah. don't don't change anything. Shoot. Keep it going. Uh, all right, so I, I'm done with my baseball questions. You're familiar with the show as a as a as a as a longtime fan. Now you're mine. Uh, anyway, we hand over to John for the, for the goofy stuff. So yeah. it's not all goofy, but it's it's stuff that's you know more enjoyable well, than than, I, than what I ask. And I always get into a little bit of baseball. Like, hey, what is your what was your velo in high school, and what what were you what are you throwing now? In high school, uh, like my senior year, it was probably like 88 90 91 92 i was up to 94 i believe but it was that was like a one-time thing right <laughs> yeah it was usually like 88 91 right in that area and then now it's my last outing i was like 91 94 i've been up to 95 um so yeah. so how does the baseballs the baseballs <laughs> played a played into effect with that uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the, of the minor league baseballs and the scenes, so can really get behind it. All right, now you're from Newmarket, Canada, right? That's right. That's right. You came down. Now your senior year was it your senior year? Oh, just your senior year, you came down to Georgia Premier Academy down in Georgia, that's, down in state, right. Statesboro, Georgia. So that's was, right. Was COVID a part of that? Was it to get in front of more eyes? What was the situation? So. With that scenario, what happened is COVID played into effect with that. And right. all like all I wanted to do was put myself in a situation where the draft 
would have been a possibility or cause I was going to attend Florida state university. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, that. So, <laughs> so it was either just put myself in the best position possible to go to Florida state and have some innings under my belt or put myself in a good position for the draft and just see how things played out. So <laughs> yeah, with COVID affecting everything, um, there was a lot of uncertainty what was going to happen. Like when I was, when COVID first hit, I was down in Florida with the, with team Canada playing some games against some um, spring training teams. And as I said, a lot of uncertainty, not sure what's going to happen. Um, and then the team Georgia premier reached out who were in Statesboro and we kind of clicked right away and we knew this would be a good plan going forward and things just progressed from there. Okay, so, so you grew up in Canada. Obviously, you, you play baseball. Any other sports you played growing up? I, I mean, I know in high school you basically concentrated on on baseball because it brought you down to Georgia. But was there anything else? I mean, hockey's huge up there. Did you ever play hockey? <laughs> uh, I did play a little bit of hockey. It's funny because I never played, like, organized hockey growing up just because my mom was always, always not into that <laughs> with the contact and everything. So – um, I never really, never really played that, but during the winter, it's, it's pretty cool because I have a, I have a pond behind my house and since it freezes over during the winter, me and a couple buddies would take shovels and take our skates and sticks and just kind of go shovel out a little area and then, and then go play some hockey. And do you wrist it left-handed? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So, so you're straight left-handed, like you bat <clears throat> left-handed and you play golf left-handed because right. some, some guys go some lefties can be righties at times and some righties can be lefties, but yeah. Like so I, I do everything, golf. everything left-handed, through everything through. left-handed. All right. And Mickelson writes right-handed, all of that. And then plays golf throws right. right-handed. Yeah. Just golf. Okay. So you, so you, you were going to Florida state. So you had eyes on you. You were going to go to Florida state. Was there anybody else you considered? Yeah, there were probably four or five schools that I narrowed it down to, um, who were, who were like interested, but, um, I would say this, like the top schools are Florida State, uh, Oregon, Pittsburgh, uh, Ole Miss, and then I can't remember the last one to be honest with you. But um, those are like the top top four that I was uh, I was interested in. But like how everything played out, like the recruiting process, I didn't commit when I was a super super young like sophomore or anything. I committed my junior year, um, and how it all played out was was pretty crazy because. Um, I traveled all of that uh, 2019 summer or just playing travel ball and, and going around. And uh, and then I got – actually, I got invited to go play with Team Canada in the Worlds, like the World U18 Championships in South Korea. So I went and played there, and I was trying to coordinate all, like, the different dates of, of different teams or different schools I'd be talking to. But it was hard because of time difference. I'm 14 hours ahead of everybody else right, and I'm right. trying to coordinate all that. And, uh, so I came home, I set the date up to go to Florida state to attend my visit. And I was talking to Oregon as well. Um, but just couldn't really figure out a date there. Um, just cause I was so busy and was home for probably four days after, uh, the South Korea trip. And then I went to Florida state and went on my visit there. And then I committed after that. On the spot, or did you go home and think? Uh, yes, yes, it was on the spot. My dad and I kind of the whole family sat down and we kind of kind of thought things through and we thought this is the best opportunity for for me. All right, 
That's mm. awesome. That's great. Now, so we know now, though, you were mm. taken in the 2021 draft. You were taken in the fifth round by the Texas Rangers uh, last year. So let me ask this. So how do you find out you were drafted? Where were you and how did you find out? So this is pretty – it's a pretty funny story because <laughs> – uh, I was in West Virginia at the time playing in the MLB draft league right. for the West Virginia black bears and the rules for back home. Like if I were to travel back home to Canada, I'd have to quarantine for 14 days and the, the days just didn't line up and I didn't want to shut down my throwing program. Cause I'd, I'd have to stay inside for the next 14 days and, and not go anywhere. So um, my dad came down and my, and my mom came down as well. Uh, so the draft happened in a hotel room in West Virginia uh, we, we, we had it on the TV. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And, um, like the, the whole, like the whole scenario is I, I didn't find out I was getting picked until I heard my name called. Oh, really? <laughs> so no, one, no one called your cell phone or anything said, Hey, I we're mean, about to I take had a, I had a phone call. I, my agent called me and said, Hey, like they're interested. Um, not sure like what's going to happen here. And I just said, okay, like, sounds good, whatever. And then the commercial break between the fourth and fifth round, uh, my agent didn't have enough time to call me. He had to text me and say, would this work? And I was like, yes. And then he, and then he says, Texas. And I look up at the screen and Texas is up with the next pick. So <laughs> I wasn't sure if they had like another guy that they were going to like another guy as well. Like it was like me or another guy. So I just tried to stay level headed. Mm-hmm. And then I look over at my dad to the left and he has his phone up. Like he's like, he's recording. And I'm like, what do you know? Like, you know, something I don't. And he's like, no, no, like we can just delete the video if it's not you. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I was just kind of like so focused on the TV. And then when I heard my name called, I just, I, I don't remember the rest of that. I kind of just broke down and just from all the things I, I had been through traveling, having to be away from home at such a young age. And uh, the whole process that led up to that was just such a surreal moment. All right. So were you in your hotel room or were you like in the lobby? No, I was in, I was in the hotel room. Oh, okay. Where, where at in West Virginia? I used to go up there all the time. What part of West Virginia? Uh, we were in Morgantown. Morgantown, so you were up near Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, but that's right. College. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. did you play what did yeah. were your games at West Virginia? That's right. Yeah, they were at the, the West Virginia Stadium. Were you no what hotel were you in? Like were you in a Marriott or were you like in a Super Eight? I wanna say it was like a nicer hotel. Okay. I don't remember exactly the name of it. It's probably like a Staybridge suite. And that, that was the draft league. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I mean, it might be a better, I don't know if it'd be a better story. And I like, eh, well, we were crowded into a Motel 6 uh, <laughs> hotel room. and We're uh, in a Arby's parking lot. That's, we're that's, all the, that's all the draft league would do for us. So, you know, he made the best of it. And, <laughs> so, but, well, that's a cool story, though. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. You know, the circumstances, you know, the Rangers opened the season in Toronto this year. And I, I went yeah. for, and, you know, um, but Matt, at that time, Mass. Not, not very many people wearing masks uh, outdoors, at least. It, it's not like it is here, probably in North Carolina, but um, it seemed like things were getting relaxed a little bit. Now, I still had to get a test to get out of the country. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. That, is, yeah. that is no longer <laughs> anymore. So you can, you can enter freely, like back and forth now. Okay. Yeah, the, the, you know, the, air, the airport, God, God you know, Pearson, it's just a mess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it's a mess, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, yeah. and I don't know if COVID has made it worse, but man, that was that was a tight one getting home. But anyway, enough about enough so, about the troubles so, of Canada. So New Market, though, so is that near Toronto? What part is that? What province? So, or- I mean, there's something called like the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, and I am just past that. So I'm about 45 minutes north 
of of Rogers Center, so downtown Toronto. Okay, okay. so that so that you grew up uh, a, a Jays fan, and that that was your your big city was Toronto. That's correct. Okay, so were you were you were a Blue Jays fan? I was. I, I was guess. a Blue Jays yeah. fan. <laughs> okay. Do you do you remember the the Batista uh, home run? I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so were you pretty, were pretty you crazy game? Were you at the game or were you just watching? Or I guess I was. was game, so you're probably at school. I was, uh, I'm trying to think. I remember finishing school one day, and it was like an afternoon game. I don't think it was the Batista bat flip game, but I just remember getting out of out of the men- elementary school and like pulling up my iPod <laughs> at the time and just trying to watch the game and on the bus before I lost Wi-Fi and just trying to <laughs> trying yeah. to keep up. So, well, that's cool. I mean, I re- I, re- I was there covering the game, and um, it I just uh, it you know the Blue Jays had Elvis Andrus, God bless him, had, had made the errors and. And, oh, and I think and Rugenet Odor should have caught a ball and didn't, and so it was it was tied. And uh, I just remember, it, you know, the crowd had a buzz. I mean, there's always really good crowds right. in Toronto when they're good. And uh, it went it, the noise went from zero to sixty, and like as soon as he hit the ball, I mean, and and I didn't notice the bat flip at first. In fact, I I, I guess I saw it on replay, and I was like, yeah, it's probably a little not old school and. It's probably going to tick off some people. I, you know, you kind of, you kind of sense it. And then after the game, you know, Elvis talked, and uh, Cole Hamels is the one who kind of was most diplomatic about it. He didn't care for it, but and then that, I, I really, that's kind of what started, I think, the current uh, bat flip versus no bat flip, old school right. versus yeah. you know unwritten rules versus <laughs> written rules. And it, I think, I think it goes back to there because I mean, it was a. You know, he hit it, looked, and threw his bat. I mean, it was. That's right. <laughs> it Dude. wasn't really a flip. It was a. It was like a, a yeah. heave. It was like a. a it, it was a an sh- emotional <laughs> moment. Yeah. And he had just yeah. tattooed a ball too. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he, he hammered it. He you hammered know? the ball. I mean, I, I could imagine if I could hit a ball that far, I might do a cartwheel all the way down to first base. Well, yeah. and, the, and the moment, of course, you know, gave the team the lead, and they absolutely they, they had lost the first two games, so it. It worked out great for them, but I I do remember that very distinctly. I remember I remember yeah. just about everything in that game. Okay, so 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 you're going to Florida, you're going to Florida State. You've obviously come down during the summers. You played when is when was it? You get drafted by the Rangers. When did you first notice that scouts were checking you out? How old were you when you were like, you know what? I may I may have a chance here because scouts are talking to me. I would say the first time I noticed that was probably. Um, at the very early stages when I was like 15 or 16. Um, so we have a tournament back home. It's called tournament 12 and it's hosted at the Rogers center. So they take like different, like all over the country of Canada, they take different like tryouts and stuff. And if you make the team, there's probably like 50 or so 60 or so guys who get invited to the Rogers center and play at their stadium. And when I was 15, I went to the tryout and, uh, didn't really have much expectation. It was more so just to kind of get my name out there and, and see what these events were like. So I'm thrown in the bullpen and then I was told to stop. And then, so the guy behind gets on the phone and then all I see is a guy from, cause the bullpen was behind right field. Like I see yeah. the guy from home plate full sprinting to come like, see what's going on here. Like with my bullpen and I'm looking around I look at my dad, he looks at me he's like, what'd you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, like, like something's going on here. And uh, so then they just told me to continue. Uh, so I finished the bullpen and then uh, they call me over and they call my dad over. And then he's like, listen, like your son, your son has like a bright future in this game. If he like continues to work hard and 
my dad just kind of blew him off and was like, yeah, all right. Like you say that to, say that to a lot of people and then like, he's like, seriously, like something, something could be special here. So that's kind of like the defining moment. I know I was young at the time, like how like things progressed, but that was like the really early stages. And then another one for me was when we were with, uh, with team Canada, I made team Canada, like the under 18 national team when I was, when I was 15 years old. Um, so I was, I was one of few who've, who've ever done that. And that was really cool opportunity. And I embraced all of that. And we were playing the Phillies right before COVID shut everything down. And that was like really the pivotal moment of, okay. Um, like I could, I could really, really run with this thing here. It's, it's a good opportunity and just put myself in the best position. Wow. So yeah. now, now, so you get drafted in the fifth. Did you have at any point, I mean, do you, were there a lot of teams you knew you had talked to scouts and there are a few teams, was there anybody else you really thought, you know, I've really talked to this team a lot too, and this could possibly happen. Uh, any other teams like that? I mean, yeah, there are a few teams who I thought were, were really interested. Um, just leading up to the draft conversations with my agent and them. Um, yes, there, there were probably like four or five that I thought were, would take a shot, but, um, it was the Rangers, and I wouldn't change it for a thing. <laughs> That's great. So, so, hey, did you did you face uh, Drew Jones there in in Georgia? I don't believe I did. No, okay. I did not. Uh, I mean, just, you know the Ra- the Rangers. If you look at their draft history, r- recent, I'd say the last ten years, they they draft the heck out of Georgia. They, yeah, they like they Georgia. Scout it and they 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 do well. <laughs> and there's a good reason because there are a lot of good players from Georgia, including the top of this year's draft. So. And 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 Mitch Brad and Mitch Brad who went down to Georgia to to be good, right? Yes. That's right. Hey, so let me ask you this: What do you do outside of baseball? Do you you hunt, golf, fish? What do you do? You're from Canada. You skate. What do you do? <laughs> I would say just kind of hang out and kind of laying low with my friends, family. Uh, I'm not really one who likes to go out and party and and go do stuff like that. I just kind of like to watch movies, stay inside, just hang out with my buddies. Um, video games thing I've, uh, a little bit a little bit some yeah. video games uh, it's kind of hard to play play MLB the show just because it's all it's all I really do during the day so yeah um, but yeah no I, yeah. I dabble with, with some video games um, but yeah just like talking to my friends catching up with them from back home and just kind of lying low I like to like to relax and, and just enjoy my off days and enjoy my off time um, but I've been meaning to get some golf clubs for the past like six months now i've been kind of on the fence about it and uh, everyone's telling me to do it but yeah, i don't know if to. i can, can come to terms they're pretty expensive but <laughs> i think uh, <laughs> i think i gotta do it what um um you have a a, a phoenix uh, area code on your on your phone That's right are you or do you live in Phoenix in the off season no. or did you just need a phone one day and you're like, well, no. I better go over here to T-Mobile and get one. So what happened with that is I had a, I had like a Canadian phone plan that was US and Canada. Uh-huh. And it was just ridiculously expensive. Oh, yeah. because, um, just with everything. And so I thought, okay, uh, I needed a new phone plan. I knew I was going to be in the States for the, for the long haul. So yeah, I ended up just going to the local AT&T and, and getting a new phone. Number. All right. All right. Yeah, I didn't know. Like we, we, I've, I've written some stories about guys and like uh, Ryan, Ryan Garcia. You know, he bought a house in in Arizona, right. and Kyle Cody has a house in Arizona. There are a lot of guys. Derek Holland did that, bought a house in Arizona. So a lot of guys have uh, have bought homes there because they know that that's Keep where it, they'll be. And a surprise, you know, you'd be there a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Just wondering. All right. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? You gotta go. I, I like chicken wings. Can't go wrong with chicken wings. Um, Ch- chicken wings. It's like a nice bowl of pasta would be would be my go-to. Okay. Do you or a good like- steak, either or. Okay. Marinara or Alfredo sauce um, on this pasta? I like just marinara. I like it with red peppers, meatballs. Sure. Sausage. Just yeah, I'm pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's me. You're, you're young too, so I'm, I imagine you're you're packing calories, right? You're you're packing on yes, calories every yes. day. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I make a make a pretty nice breakfast here pretty much every morning because uh-huh. we don't have to be at the field till the afternoon. So, I uh, the grocery bill definitely takes a toll, but oh. but I mean it, it definitely helps. So so what what about is there a, a Canadian specific food that you Canada specific food that you like? It's not big around here. Think. I mean, like yeah, the only one that poutine, I can think right? of is, is poutine, which is just like fries, cheese curds, and gravy, which is which is pretty good. But um, what is it? There's not really. It's like French fries with uh, gravy on top of it, and then cheese curds that are put on top. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty good. Not that I need that, but I mean, that sounds really good. <laughs> you need it every once in a while. You can't you can't just eat flowers and vegetables. But there's nothing really time. else that's like that's like so so different. I mean, it's funny. I like everyone always jokes around like, oh, like you're from Canada, everything's different. I'm like, it's it's the same. It's the same thing as, yeah. as you guys have here. It's just there's like minor differences in the weather. But yeah, yeah. Really we, we we speak English in Canada. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Most of it. So you're not you're not up eating the Viking Nordic food, the little yeah. the, the the canned fish and all that. They eat oh, that. All right. So let me ask this. Now you've been in the States a while now too, but back and forth. What's your favorite fast food that you that you, that's your go to when you need to go get something? This is your favorite to go do. I mean, I gotta go I got two or three. I'd say my my go to is definitely Chipotle. Um, they're pretty hard to come by from back home, but it's nice because there's one like right beside the facility I train at back oh, yeah. home in Canada. We yeah. go there all the time, but uh, but, no, but definitely here, here it's it's Chipotle. I really like Firehouse Subs. That's uh, it's a, it's a really good one. Um, yeah, I think what else? And can't go wrong with, with Chick Fil A. I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Yep, a lot of people like Chick Fil A. I like Chick Fil A. Uh, now, now let me ask you this: Now you. Have you had a chance to do In-N-Out or Whataburger? That's the big hamburger joint that the 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 big debate down here in Texas. Right. So this is pretty funny because my experience of In-N-Out isn't the greatest. Uh, the one time I had it, I got food poisoning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there was a camp um, in Arizona in like the beginning of January for for some of the pitching prospects. Yeah. Right. And right. The day before that i had in and out for the first time and oh. i missed two or the three days because i had food poisoning at that camp so, so that, that, that was, that was definitely right not there by uh by the complex that's right that's yeah. right yeah so and right. i've never had whataburger before so but you're but, but oh, whataburger's okay. ahead even though you've never <laughs> had it whataburger's in the lead by default <laughs> <laughs> okay this is one of my favorite ones too your favorite home-cooked meal that you love, like, and, and who cooks it? Is it mom? And every time you go home, she makes it. Grandma, maybe she makes something. What's your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Um, I'd say two. The one my mom makes is just like a, a stir fry. She she can really cook up a good stir fry. Just rice, 
um, chicken, bunch of vegetables. It's it's phenomenal. And then my dad, he makes makes some good pasta as well, um, just with like red peppers, meatballs, marinara sauce. It's pretty straightforward, but I mean, it's it's really good. All right, yeah, it's simple, simple is better. I mean, I, yeah, simple, simple stuff. I've not heard anything yet that I'm not ready to go chow down right. with Mitch Bratt, and we'll just sit down, <laughs> tear, have mom kick us up some stir fry, and we'll go crazy there. <laughs> okay, last thing before we get you out of here, you get down to the stadium. Okay, we asked this question to everybody. It's what's what is something nobody knows about you? We've had some great answers. You might have heard them. You know, we've got uh, uh, Jack Lighter can't stand peanut butter. He hates it. Um, what's some of the other ones we have? We got well, you know, Brock Burke and the the sleepwalking. Sleepwalking that's, that's with the Brock big Burke one. and uh, Blaine Krim hitting na- naked is another yep. good one. Yep, when he was young, he so, used to hit naked. Uh, yeah, yeah, things like that. Things like that. What <laughs> is something that nobody knows about Mitch Bratt? I'd say there's, well, I already mentioned one earlier is that like, you think every Canadian plays hockey and, and does that, yeah. but no, never played organization, like organ, organized hockey, never did that. And the other one is I mentioned earlier that I did everything left-handed, but the one thing I do right-handed is play like racket sports, like tennis, ping pong, the, the coordination on my left hand just isn't there to do that for really? some odd reason. So right hand wow. just comes natural to me. That's very cool. So you so you swing left-handed, you throw left-handed, you're right left-handed, but by God, when ping-pong comes up or tennis, we're yeah, going right. It's, it's we're, the right hand. Right hand. So you do it all left-handed, then it's right-handed on that. That's, that is. That's that, different. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Can yeah. you throw right-handed? Do you, can you – I mean, not – I know you can't throw like you can, but do you look okay throwing right-handed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I can hold my own. Um, it's funny because when we finish our throwing program during batting practice, I don't want to use my left arm to throw, so I just – switch hands and throw with my right and, and most of the time i can get into the pocket so well I, so, you know yeah. the, the big thing that we all were in awe about with you darvish was that he throws right-handed uh and you know he's a right-handed pitcher but he throws left-handed and it's like really good it's like mid-80s <laughs> a lot of movement i mean he could he could get guys out i think with it and we but he you know and he's a very i don't want to say complicated guy but he does a lot of a lot of biomechanics and stuff, and he just felt really? that throwing left-handed was good for his body and his brain. Uh, but like, <laughs> he was really good at it. I mean, I've heard it's great yeah. to do some things right-handed and get your brain working on that side. But that's interesting that you do every single thing left-handed. But when you play racquetball or you play tennis or, or ping pong, you got to go. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I do everything right. right-handed. Yeah, yeah, left-handed for me. Left-handed. I could throw left-handed okay, but it's never yeah. going to be impressive. Like if I'm playing catch with my kid, I absolutely can, I can do it. But can't. Well, Mitch, anything else, Jeff? Before we get no, just uh, pre- again, appreciate you coming on and and uh, enjoy your birthday. Yeah, happy birthday! Sounds, sounds like you're not going to go too crazy, and your parents are there. So you're don't. not hitting the pubs there in uh, in in North Carolina. You're not going to be hitting. We can't. No. He's not old enough, but he's not a partner. He's already said that. So yeah. Hey, Mitch, we really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for stopping down. Tell your folks, thanks for listening. And, and and obviously, when we get this thing out, we'll tag you on Twitter and make sure they all get a listen. That's Mitch Bratt, left-handed pitcher with the Texas Rangers. Bud, thanks so much, and, and good luck on your next outing. Yes, thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, bud. All right, bud. We'll, we'll see, see you later. Soon. We'll see you soon. 
All right, and a big thanks to Mitch Bratt for sitting down and talking to us right there. But with Mitch Bratt talking to us means we need to go uh-huh. down in the bus leagues, talk about the minor league system. We always start out at low A down east where Mitch Bratt is pitching. Uh, they're 36 and 34 total, but they have started their second half of the season. And if you don't know how the minor leagues do it, they have two halves. Uh, the top teams in each halves make the playoffs. Is that still how they do it yeah. to, to get there? But down east is starting the second half. They're three and two. Um, they're three and two in their last five games. There's, there's no ten games, and they just lost two in a row. So they started out three and zero. Yeah, well, they they won six straight there. They swept. They swept a. Uh, they they swept a, a road trip. They beat Carolina six straight. So you know that, that's that's pretty good. That's a good way to finish. Uh, Car- uh, the Hickory had a good finish the first half, but you know down east, I they're really pitching heavy right now, and 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 Mitch. Uh, is is one of them, but yeah, you know, Winston Santos, Emiliano Teodo, right? Um, Jose Corniel, who was uh, from the Mariners in the uh, the Rafael Montero trade. Uh, they had Larson Kendrich, who's who's moved up to Hickory. To Hickory, yep. Uh, you know, good 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 batch of young starters there. You know, Mitch has has climbed into some uh, top top twenty five rankings, top thirty rankings, and. Um, his numbers are great very good but i mean you know a, a couple preseason I, I think keith law with the athletic had him in the top 20 uh he's 22 right now at mlb pipeline i think i'm not sure about baseball america i should know that since i helped write for him but um <laughs> anyway you, can, um, you know you remember everything but you technically can't remember everything well, so every anyway, once in a while it's nice uh, to see jeff's brain take a freeze for just a second anyway, but th- these are uh, you know winston santos is in the baseball america top yeah top 25 i think he's top they're top 30 i think he's 25th so um some good arms to watch down there you know the hitters the bats have, have cooled you know um yozy galan who was the player of the week right uh, in early may late april he's cooled off you know marcus smith has never gotten going mm-hmm. uh cam collie ian Muller, <clears throat> still still trying to get going yeah just it looks like if Frenier navarez the catcher has started to hit a little bit his average is over 200 i know that's Alejandro Osuna has been consistent. Yeah, he's the yeah. only one that's kind of right, and he's he's a little bit older. He's he's and he has some experience. You know, he's 19, but he's from Mexico. He played professionally in Mexico before right. the Rangers signed him. And his brother's former major league pitcher and domestic abuser Roberto Osuna. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a struggle to score runs down there. Yeah, his his impressive numbers are that he's you know he's got thirty ba- uh, thirty walks compared to thirty seven strikeouts. And whenever you're looking at a yeah. guy behind the numbers, when you see that they're walking yeah. almost as much as they're striking out, at least there's some plate discipline. He is older, like you said. He played yeah. in the Mexican League. I was looking at his numbers and I was noticing that I was like, so that's not minor league teams he was yeah. playing for. Yeah. He was playing for some professionally down there. Then we go to Hickory. Hickory is thirty eight and twenty eight overall, uh, but they've started their second half of the season. They're two and three. Uh, two and three in their last five. There's no ten to go through. They've lost three in a row. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, three in a row. It's going to happen. Um, this is minor league. Their wins and yeah, losses yeah. don't matter. And that and that roster is changing a little bit. You saw the uh, promotion of Owen White. Right. Mark Church just got bumped up. So there's a, a, a big bullpen arm that's gone. They've added Larson Kindrich. So um, and and these rosters change, and the teams have nothing to do with it. You right. Know, the, if you're a general manager of a minor league team, that means you're managing the the event you're exactly not, you're not a man you're not managing the roster at all um so they're kind of at the whim of the organization here and players are going to come and go uh still a good team you know uh evan carter speaking of hickory 
um, one of one of three Rangers who were a pitcher player of the week last week. Yep, he was the South Atlantic League player of the week. Uh, what did four fifty five Grand Slam, a couple triples, four steals, eight RBIs. Uh, so that's, that's that's pretty good. You know, he he hit a little swoon uh, there after a good start, and it looks like he's starting to come around. Um, you know, Luis Angel Acuna. Yeah, he you know, may be uh, the most. Just, yeah. It, I you know Frisco Frisco could be in his relative near future. Yeah. I, I think I think before August he if he continues doing what he's doing he gets called up. Um, you know and Zavala's having a, a you, yeah steadying out. Uh, you know, Hover who I've written about at RangersDay.com five ninety nine a month sixty dollars a year. He's uh, doing well. So there there are some there is some talent there and and we can't. We'd be remiss to not talk about former guest Mason Englert, who's probably been their most consistent starter the, the whole season. Yeah, and you know, uh, well, when you talk about that that 2020 <laughs> draft when they when they picked up uh, Evans, uh, they Evan Carter, that in that draft also another guy, the fifth round pick, Sajasi Thomas Sajasi, yeah, yeah. he's been consistent. Sure, he's hitting 289 with a 789 OPS. That was a guy going to Pepperdine, <laughs> and that you know the Rangers really took flyers on guys that year and kind of over, yeah, over. And that that was a name that that had just done well, and he's done okay. Ricky Venasco last night, five innings pitched, 10 Ks, yeah. only gave up yeah. one earned run, or Good two earned runs, excuse me. But but Ricky. Ricky is finally the walks were down. I think he only had two walks, um, and you know that's getting it together. It's good to it's good to see Ricky starting to to go. He's actually had a couple of decent outings. He, yeah. he really struggled yeah. getting going. I mean, it's, it's overpowering stuff. I mean, yeah. oh, that's when, absolutely. It, when it's when it's on, it's it's as good as anybody in the system. I mean, it's and near triple digits. That's I mean, not a that's not a uh, that's not hyperbole. I mean, the, there are there are people in the Ranger system who think that. Ricky Venasco might be the best, might turn out to be the best pitching prospect of them all. So, Absolutely. And then, um, he, you know, he hadn't pitched since really since 2019. Yeah, he pitched in instructs this last year. Okay, right. fine. But, um, you know, he had to get readjusted to it, get back on the routine. Uh, you know, we, we've we, we've communicated with him to try to get him to make a second appearance on the show, and he seems really focused in, zeroed in on his day job, which is yep, which is fine. Yep. And uh, we'll get him in the off season, but. Um, you know, I think he realized that that it's going to be some work, yep. maybe a little more than he thought. And uh, but here he is, and and again showing 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 good signs. Stuff he's, in spurts. Look, yeah. We still got a half a season to go here. Yeah. Maybe he can start to. <laughs> sure, uh, he, he might be somebody if this were to continue going on. Maybe late, possibly could see something up to Frisco. Maybe, but he's got to yeah. get where he's got to get. He's yeah. got to. He's yeah. he's at the age where he could make that bump, <laughs> but he's got to do what he did last night. The rest of the way, sure. he's got to kick that in and sure. get going, and and he is capable. We've seen it before. Yeah. Uh, Frisco, uh, thirty six and thirty four overall. They're zero and two starting the second half of the season. Obviously, they've lost two. Uh, that's the way to start. Uh, lighter, we got to talk about lighter. Yeah, a uh, little uh, email drop there uh, yesterday afternoon that he is uh, uh, going on the developmental list uh, for. He will not make his start this week. Uh, dealing with some arm fatigue is what the team is calling it. Uh, they, you know, very quickly, I uh, just wrote this in uh, the, the weekly farm report at rangerstoday.com. Uh, they, they really poured some cold, you know, they tried to put this fire out saying, Hey, it's just fatigue. He just needs a week off. He's going to be fine. He's not going uh, on the IL. Uh, yeah. And it, but it, it's, it's, uh, as I wrote, it's, it's kind of a trend here this season where instead of asking a prospect to fight through the arm fatigue, they're just giving him time off. Uh, they've they've done it multiple times with different guys this year. 
Uh, Zach Kent, also former podcast guest, also double A. He uh, is on the injured list. Basically the same thing. He's just getting getting a break. Right. And um, so <clears throat> do you worry about this? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you worry about it a little bit. You know, you, you, you watch it. If the team thinks it's a big enough deal to, even if they're being ultra conservative, mm-hmm. if they feel the need to be conservative, you wonder about it. But um, I, I think that, you know, lighters at about 48 and a third innings. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, he threw 114, was 114, 112, 114 100, last 110 year. 110 with, uh, with Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, so he'll, he, he's kind of going to be approaching that number. Didn't pitch really after this time last year. You know, basically he had, he took six, nine months off before right. he pitched in a game again. So it's, uh, I, 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 it's understandable. But again, I, I think the fill, the, the overriding thing here is the, the new philosophy is, developing pitchers don't have to fight through anything they need to develop and they can learn how to fight through a little arm fatigue as they get older and develop more and understand exactly pitch a little bit more so you know why risk anything why whether it's a breakdown in mechanics or you know which could lead to a shot in confidence which could lead to an injury yeah clear your head take a break get healthy and and pitch pitch when you're at your best develop when you're at your at your best or as good as you can be He's not. He's not a guy that's going to let let the numbers bother him right now. He knows with his dad and the and the and and coming from Vanderbilt, he understands he's come to a new league. These are better hitters than he faced yeah. in the SEC. All of that, but you know what? Sometimes you need to sit down. You need to clear your head, not face a hitter. Just just decompress for a little bit. Yeah. Arm fatigue's part of it. Yes, it probably clear your head a little bit too. Not that there's mentally nothing wrong, but if we rest the arm, you get that week off, come back in it. Be interesting to watch yeah. the second half and see where he's rolling on that. Sure, sure. I, and and he might get a little more rope, you know. Um, but you know his, his ERA is still five thirty six, sixty strikeouts in the forty eight innings. So absolutely, uh, it's it's not all bad. No, not not at all. Uh, Owen White did make his first start in Double A. He went five and a third. Uh, only gave up two. Uh, Two earned runs. I think yeah. he struck out five. Um, so not bad for his start. Yeah, and it, and you know you 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 always hear, well, that's the biggest jump in the minor leagues, and you hear a lot of times it's high A to double A. And yep. So this is a good test for for, for both pitchers and hitters. Yeah. Right. Right. So a guy that's hitting well in in and uh, and high A jumps up to triple A, and it changes a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, the, and, and hitters are more patient. At the double-A level, you've seen Duran, who jumped up to the major uh, leagues. Yeah. Teams will go to double-A and pick a hot one um, yeah. if they need to to get up. When you're at double-A, you're, you're one phone call away from maybe getting a, a swim in the big league or at least a look. So these guys are more patient, and that's what you're dealing with as a pitcher if they're not nibbling. Yeah. Uh, Ornelas, still the, the, Ornelas, still the last week's guest, yeah, yeah. still the best hitter there. Um, offense, we know what's there on offense. You've sure. got Foscu, Krim. Um, yeah. You've got guys there all the way, you know, through the system. Well, well, one thing that's interesting is Dustin Harris has been batting leadoff for him. Yeah, I noticed uh, that. Know, he, he, he is athletic and fast, so that's good. But he, he takes really good at-bats. Yes. And, and uh, you know, he he is an on-base guy. I mean, he's a lot of things. Uh, but, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. And then a, a side note, you know, you mentioned Foscu and we have Lighter. My son's plays MLB The Show. And somehow on his team, he has managed to get Jack Leiter and Justin Foscue. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're in the game and, like, really high, highly rated. And he's 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 throwing a perfect game with Leiter and, an, and a no-hitter. I was he's there very, when you got the call for that. He's, he's right. very, very excited about it. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, Justin Foscue, when we went on our trip to Tennessee, we drove 
and we went through Huntsville, which is his hometown, and we were looking for a place to eat. And so I sent Justin a text. I was like, hey, man, we're coming through your hometown. Give us a place to eat. And the first place he recommended was Rosie's, but Rosie's was closed. So we ended up going to a different place, a Mexican place. So I I just haven't followed up. So if he's listening, and he's a two-time he's a two-time guest, so it's yep. entirely possible that he's he's he listens to these still. Um, thank you, Justin, for the, the lunch recommendation. That tip it. for the next yeah. time I'm through there. I mean, so Rosie's <laughs> is one I'm going to write down to do that. But they're closed Sundays. It was a Sunday, and Rosie's was closed. Okay, Round Rock. Round Rock's 38 and 36. They don't do the two halves. They go with full season. They're five and five in the last uh, ten games. They've won one. Uh, Win had a good game last night. Yeah. He's had a couple. Yeah, and and you know that's good. Uh, I think it was a career long, career long six and two thirds innings, eight Ks, eight strikeouts. Uh, the lot, the walks were down. That's been the, that's been the thing. It's been two walks. He's he's had trouble with his fastball command, and which is which seems unusual because it's always been pretty good. So uh, maybe he figured something out. It looks like he's trending the right way. And again, there there is opportunity in the major league pitching staff, and and Win is a guy who. The Rangers thought would would be making a major league debut this year. Major league debut right about this time, probably (coughs) they thought that. Um, It just hasn't worked out that way. But but we're not even halfway through the season. Sure, you know um, the Triple A season is a little bit longer this year, so they're approaching halfway. The Rangers are will hit halfway next week, I think. Um, But there's there's opportunity there. But he has to pitch better. He has to earn it. They're not letting. They're not letting what he did last year speak for him. He has to, you know, New Year, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, another element here, <clears throat> and something that's going to play a factor, I think, at the trade deadline, as well as who gets called up, is the Rule 5 draft next year. Yeah. And holy cow, the Rangers have so many guys that are guys yeah. that you – that you're <laughs> – you're going to lose some of them. You're just, you yep. just are, probably are. It's, it's just kind of the way it is right now. Um, but wins one of them. Yep. And and he needs to be protected in the offseason. So that could lead to them preemptively adding him to the 40-man during the season uh, and, and doing it that way. Um, but, boy, there are a bunch of them. And jo- Josh Young is one of them, too. So if, if he if he's healthy and, and, and hitting at the end of September, you know, end of August on schedule and it's well at AAA and they, they – Say hey, we might as well add him to the forty and give him a taste. So uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of, at play here. And if there are guys, you saw this last year with Hans Kraus. Hans Kraus was included in the, the Kyle Gibson trade because he had to go on the forty man this last off season, and the Rangers weren't sure they're going to have room for him. So right. that's why he got traded. Also, that's why the Yankees traded Glenn Otto because and and Duran because both of those guys had to go on their forty <clears throat> man or get exposed to the Rule Five Absolutely. draft. So. There's a lot in play here, and if the Rangers are going to make a, a deal for a, a guy who's a controllable starting pitcher, even a left fielder, you know, you could see that they may have to give up a guy who's who's Rule Five eligible, uh, who's a name that you'd be like, ah, why are they trading him? Well, that's yep. part of the reason why. And let's talk about someone else that uh, uh, Jonathan Hernandez has uh, started to pick up. Yeah, pitched one inning last night. He struck out two. So did Gary Rodriguez. Another name mentioned that could possibly be a bullpen arm at some time. He had one inning with two Ks. He's not. Uh, I mean, Gary, um, you know, who started out as a starting pitcher, moved to the bullpen, and had success, but he's just now. I mean, he's you know he scuttled a bit this year, or he'd already been and last year too. Um, uh, uh, but Hernandez. Hernandez it's it's interesting that that's probably going to happen. I would I would think here, uh, and then before the All Star break. Um, but you know, with, with the way Leclerc has pitched, 
I think they realize now they brought Leclerc back too soon. Yeah. And and he's basically still working his way back, and that's something they couldn't have in the bullpen. They can have one of them. Right. But they, they can't, can't have, have two. They can't have two. So they have to make sure that Jonathan Hernandez <laughs> is ready to, A, perform, perform well, and, and be able to rebound and pitch either back-to-back or with just one day's rest, whereas yeah. LeClerc is still working on some things. Yep, and and as far as the hitting goes down there, I mean, you still got your players. <laughs> Duran's now in AAA. Uh, still Walker had yeah. a good night, uh, uh, hit a home run, and went four for five either last night or the night before. Well, so. we, we mentioned Huff in the early segment. <clears throat> um, so, you know, that's, that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, you know, one, one thing that's not good is Davis Wenzel is back on the injured list. He has some back tightness or back spasms. The guy, the guy, the guy just can't stay healthy. And, and, um, you know, he's only played in, uh, 44 of their first 74 games. And you know, last year was the broken hammock bone and that cost him some development time. I mean, you know, we talked to Chris Woodward, not, not long ago, like who's the next minor leaguer who's going to come up, you know, and he mentioned Davis Wenzel. But he said he's got to stay on the field, and that's true. You got to get the reps. You got to get the reps. He's another one that he was in that draft with Young. So uh, yeah. that, that same draft with Young, I guess Rule Five eligibility is going to come <laughs> up on him. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe they need to shut him down and let him get. I don't know because the numbers haven't been there, and he put them up coming up until this year. But injuries yeah. play a factor, sure. and you see that sure. that that if you're, you know, sometimes you try to push through an injury because you want to keep playing, and maybe that's not the best thing to do. Right. Right. I think that's it. You got anything else we got to talk about? We need you to get, hey, hit the subscribe button down yeah. there. Hit that subscribe button. It Please. should be over there. Uh, we're getting up there on that. Rangers today, $5.99 a month, $60 for the year. We keep coverage going all year long. We don't, that's right. you know, just right. vacations are very rare, but we got things going. That's so. right. And we've, we've hit the uh, period where uh, uh, annual renewals have, have started going out. So uh, look, look for those in your inbox. Um, uh, you'll be getting it, and uh, you'll need to need to re 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 up or uh, lose out, and we don't want you losing out. And I don't think you want to lose out because no. it's really, really, really good. This stuff. coverage has been great all the way from from down in the the bottom of it, and and going up is and Arizona uh, Complex League. They have they started yet? They started. The Dominican Summer League has started. Uh, I haven't looked at those <clears throat> numbers yet. Yeah, so. there's some there's some. Uh, you know, interesting names to keep an eye on. One of them is Anthony Gutierrez, who was the the big uh, the big signee this year uh, internationally. Uh, I would not be surprised if he's in Arizona before too much longer. He's, he's he's still in the Dominican right now. Yeah, but he's he's got a thousand OPS uh, playing <laughs> right a, now, <laughs> playing a really good center field. You know, he's six three and a big kid, and um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at some point here before uh, for too much longer. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Just sub- subscribe, baby. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to Rangers today. All right, guys. That one's in the can. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard.